0: Alright. Hey everybody. Hi, Dad. Hi. Hi. Hi, Peter. So, Christmas is coming and uh, Dave asked me to talk on the Advent, uh, so with the candles and that. And honestly, at first, I was like, okay, what's the Advent? It's like, cause, is he wanting me to talk about chocolate? I don't know. Got I've got to figure this out. So then I did a quick search on, uh, online and, and sort of, I don't know where I came up with it, but I, I came up with forgiveness as the first candle. I, and uh, so then later on, I had done probably a few weeks here and there of, of study and looking into it and, and realized, oh, I, uh, I messed that up. It's actually hope is the first one. And so... So then it's actually good, though, because the, the, this forgiveness uh, message that I've sort of worked on for a while is a part of hope. It's a part of uh, the hope that we have in salvation, the hope that we have in the forgiveness of God and, and him bringing that. So so it, this, is, uh, this is how I'm tying this in to the fact that I messed up the Advent <laughs> candles. <laughs> the Advent candles. <laughs> yeah, forgive me. Yeah. So... Um, I went uh, to my grandma's hundredth birthday. Uh, well, it was about a couple months ago, and it was actually pretty cool to get there. And uh, <laughs> my my extended family on her side, it's my mom's side, has uh, there's a, there's been a lot of interesting things that have gone on in that family for a number of years, and and some somewhat broken relationships and. Uh, Issues that have come up and I think that some people have avoided each other for a lot of years But for my grandma's hundredth birthday There's a lot of people that came together for the first time in many years 15 20 years and uh, So I think it was an interesting night for the for the most part and good things were happening, but uh, My grandma she's she's quite old and they wanted to get her back to the nursing home And uh, so they asked her like and she's quite frail She's kind of reclined a little bit in her in her wheelchair and they They'd pushed her around and uh, they asked her if she wanted to uh, say any words. And so, you know, we weren't quite sure what to expect from her. And we actually expected her to, to say, oh, I don't have anything or just <laughs> couldn't do it. But she actually ended up grabbing the mic and, uh, and she just started saying, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today your daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And... uh, and I think we, we all kind of, I think a lot of people had tears in their eyes. And even now I have a hard time. Um, but just thinking about that that moment of 100 years of experience and becoming a Christian when she was a 19-year-old or something and going through life and realizing the power of that prayer and the power of forgiveness and, and coming together. And that was, that was what she wanted to say. That was the one and only thing that she, well, she made a complaint about somebody going too long on a talk or something. like that. <laughs> but other than that, that was what she, that was what she wanted us to know, what we, she wanted us to hear. And, uh, I just thought it was incredibly powerful. And I think there were some starts to some mending in that, in that family and, and some good things can happen, but, um, there's a lot to unpack in that, in that passage. And, uh, I just want to focus on the forgiveness aspect of the passage. Um, it it brings us to freely forgiving others as as He did Himself. So He first brings this forgiveness forth. An important truth to start with is that Jesus' sacrifice extends to all. So everybody, whether the the wicked and the so-called good, all alike, anybody in this world actually has. The ability to come to Christ on the cross, and He has He has offered that to everybody, and uh, so that is is out there. He doesn't hold uh, grudges or anything against people. He has offered that, and and all we have to do is accept it and go to Him and and go to His cross. So we we start our relationship with God. By recognizing our need for His forgiveness and His relationship, that's that's the starting point. So we recognize, we take those first steps, and we enter His presence, and we enter the kingdom of heaven. At that point, so we take our first steps into the kingdom when we when we receive that, and that's uh, uh, a powerful thing to to start that journey, to start walking into that into that place into that. Um, presence we step through that gate so i just want to go back to uh matthew 6 and and uh the beginning is our our, our heavenly father hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven so here in, in jesus asking or telling them how how it is that they pray he's saying ask for his kingdom ask for god to bring his kingdom here be a part of that and we can be a part of that by first taking that step into the kingdom of heaven and moving forward in that and another way that we can can bring or be a part of his kingdom and be a part of bringing his kingdom giving jesus more of a, a foothold and, and moving his his kingdom forward in the in the world is forgiving others and uh this passage seems to bind our forgiveness Of others to God's forgiveness to us, and that can be a a tough thing to grapple with. Um, So I'll I'll jump into the parable of the forgiven servant. This is right here. So then Peter came to Jesus and asked, "Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seventy? Up to seven times?" And Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. And basically he's saying a multitude of times. How many people actually count how many times they've they've forgiven somebody? If they've gotten to 77 times, it's like you've forgiven them forever. And so that's the point of of Jesus there, like, like as many times as it takes. Therefore, or Jesus answered, that's what he said. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. And 10,000 bags of gold at that time is like saying a bajillion dollars. <laughs> you owed him a ton of money, and it's, you cannot pay it back. And so Jesus was doing this, like, yeah, impossible uh, amount. Uh, since he was not able to pay, of course... The master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell to his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I'll pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him and simply canceled the debt out and let him go. Canceled it. And, uh, yeah, I'll just continue. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a 100 silver coins which is not not even comparable to what he owed. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me, and I'll pay it back, but he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw this and saw what happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. I should have actually asked you guys to grab your Bibles. That would have been an idea that uh, would have helped this. But uh, maybe for the next one. Uh, Then the master called the servant in, and he said, you wicked servant, I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay back the money he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. And this is like powerful, like yeah, crazy passages that Jesus uh, talked about. He's he's a very uh, strong speaker, and sometimes it's it's like a whoa, man, that's a huge blow. And so the point of all this is, how could we go on forgiven, but not be forgiving others? How can we how can we have such grace? Like I don't think we even realize how much we have been forgiven, how much God has, has forgiven us if we've stepped into the kingdom at that point. And, and for us to be in that place of, of Christ accepting us and bringing us in, and then, you know, for, for us to not forgive somebody else. If we want to experience the fullness of the kingdom, we can seek God's ability to forgive, and that's not something we muster up in ourselves. And that's an important thing to note is when we are going for it, when we are forgiving others, it's not this religious thing of trying to muster up our forgiveness, but it is something that we get from Christ. We're forgiven by him and we are abled, enabled by God to to then go and forgive, to bring ourselves to that other place. And so... He, as we walk in the kingdom, he, he brings us into that ability. And I think that if we walk in Christ's sacrifice, if we walk in his victory, if we walk in his kingdom, the ability to forgive will come. Uh, James 2, 14 to 18, another, another interesting one here. you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by, by my deeds. And, and again in that, it can sound religious. It can come across in that way of, you know, well, my faith is shown through my deeds. I go to church, I do these different things. I pray and I read my Bible all the time. I, I, I give a tenth of my earnings. I do all these things. But, um, when it comes right down to it... Uh, where was I? Our forgiven state and our desire for Him and His will brings us to forgiven love. So it's not, it's not that um, <coughs> deeds and action, but instead it's, it's, that, it's that place, it's that forgiven state. And we realize the weight of His sacrifice... And, and that faith causes the deeds. When 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 we are truly in His presence, when we are in Christ, that flows out of us. Mm-hmm. It's something that just comes, and uh, that can be an easy thing for me to say, obviously. And uh, I've had a fairly uh, easy time in my own life, and I know that there's a lot of people that go through a lot. So there's there's some people that that might have an incredibly hard time with with this thought of. Uh, forgiveness or um, you know releasing that from your past, but it is, it is something that Jesus wants to free us from, to bring us further into His kingdom, to bring more of, of more ground in, into this world for His kingdom. And uh, just, just previously to the Lord's prayer, uh, Jesus talks about uh, the beatitudes. And he, and he says, to hunger, uh, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. And he, he brings that along, and, and it all flows together. And I, I think that that thirst, that hunger for God, that, that hunger for his righteousness is what brings us there. Jesus wants us to seek first his kingdom, his Righteousness. He'll help us through everything else. So here, the the holidays are coming, um, and I think sometimes we could be avoiding broken relationships. Just like my family was probably avoiding going to my grandma's hundredth birthday, and I think there was, there was a, big chance that none of us were actually going to go. But in the end, a, a lot like of my family, but in the end, a lot of us did go. We most my like, my brothers all went. There were certain family members that didn't end up going, but most of the people went. And uh, and it's easy for family to avoid that, or or to avoid different relationships because of certain things that have that have happened. And uh, so maybe you're you're feeling that and, and thinking that through, and um, also thinking of other things that maybe wrongs that people have done in the past to to you or to others around you. Um, and it can be very difficult, but it's but it's good. It's something that God wants us to, to work through, to maybe th- think up and, and work through in our lives. Personally, again, I said it, I have it pretty easy. There's a, there a couple of stories that I thought of, uh, uh, um, things in my past where uh, I was quite affected by it. And it seems pretty trivial, but at one point when I was uh, a middle, uh, middle school kid, so I was probably 13 or so. There was these shirts that came out that were really cool. And they had like a face on it with a hand that came out. And it said whatever on it. It was, it was super cool. And, uh, and everybody, all, all these like cool kids are getting these shirts and my mom knew that, knew that it was cool and she bought me one. I, didn't, I don't think I even really asked for it, but when she brought it home, I was pumped. I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna be the cool guy at school and I'm wear this shirt. This is whatever on it. And uh, so I, was, I remember going, and this one really cool girl, she can be named Nameless, uh, she, she looked at me. She's like, what? you're wearing that shirt, and I was like, yeah, and she's like, you're not cool enough to wear that shirt, and, uh, and it, like, and I remember it, like, really striking deep, I was like, ooh, so I remember, like, that girl's hot, like, like, thinking that, like, thinking she's cool, and then she just came over and crushed me, <laughs> and I actually, I don't remember, I don't think I ever wore that shirt again, I was at that point where it was, like, hit me that hard where I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not cool enough to wear that shirt, I can't do that, so I was like, I remember holding on to that, and uh, another one that I held on to, I was, I was at a, a baseball, we were playing baseball at school, I think it was recess or lunch or something, and uh, and I was pitching, I was on the pitching mound, and uh, for some reason I had the ball on the ground, and I just had my hands together, I think I was stretching out my fingers or something, and one of the kids, he knew they knew I was a Christian, I was like the only Christian in my grade, it was super sad, and uh, they... Uh, one of the guys is like, look, Garrett's praying on, the, on, the, <laughs> on the, like the pitcher's mound. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then the kids started making fun of me. I was like, oh, he's praying on the pitcher's mound, hoping you're going to have a good pitch there, Garrett. And one of the guys was sort of leading the charge on making fun of me all of a sudden for praying on the, on the pitcher's mound. And, and I was like angry. I remember like rising up in me. I wasn't very controlled as a young guy. I was a bit of a spaz. So I grabbed the ball and I I like chucked it at him and it was like this perfect throw. I hit him right in the chest. (laughs) And he and he like started tearing up like and and other kid's like whoa what a spaz like Aaron had a freak out and that was sort of the end of it everybody started walking away we were going to the school and I remember the kids like oh what a loser he like threw the ball at me I'm gonna sue you and it was like oh no he's gonna sue me (laughs) I was was terrified and uh, there was other experiences from this one individual as well that uh, that you know rocked me a few times right. And so fast forward like 20 years, I'm I'm like, I don't know, this is about six years ago. Um, My brother was having a birthday, we were in Vancouver and we went out for dinner and this guy was invited by my brother and he came and I remember that, that feeling of, he was at the other side of the table, I said hi to him, whatever, and we had like the quick little talk. But uh, we sat away and I remember not really like enjoying my time and and I remember like those feelings like I'm older I've got a wife I'm like I'm I'm established now but still those feelings of of like this guy like it, it sort of affected me it was still there and I remember that thought of like I need to work through these things like there's some stuff that I need to start to Go over, and I think I'd already started that process a bit, but I had that moment of like, there are these things that I need to go through and pick out of my past one by one and just allow Jesus to speak to me, like about those times, right? Shoot, um, it's weird, but I think we all have those moments, like, we all have those things that we need to give to Jesus to put out there, and it's. It's a, it's an interesting thing because I think that there's there's incredible results for us taking those situations and placing them before God, and um, he he can do incredible things and and I think that in doing some of that stuff, I feel that I could actually have a good conversation with those people and actually love those people that did that right. Mm-hmm. Weird that I'm I'm crying, but it's, I guess it's a natural response to this, right? But. Um but, yeah, like um, so in in doing that, in pulling these things up we can we can release ourselves from things, and I feel like for me i 've actually become a more confident man, a more loving person and and there 's still some work to be done, obviously, I think we go through a lifetime of what theologians would call sanctification, the process of becoming like Jesus, and I think even our ability to forgive can grow and grow, like Jesus was on the cross, and he was saying, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do, he forgave perfectly, while he was being tortured, while he was going through that he forgave perfectly and I just think that is something we strive towards we strive to be like christ we strive to walk further into his his kingdom and and go past just the gate um and i think that there's different ways to forgive because sometimes sometimes i feel like okay so there's there's the situations where god might be actually asking us to go and reconcile with that person and to actually speak to them and that 's something that you need to wrestle out with God on that, and i 've seen that happen with people and even with myself to and I, I have a really hard time allowing things to just fester, right I, I like to just go and talk to somebody if I feel like the, the time is or the situation calls for it, and I think that that is a beautiful thing and it can heal relationships and you can see incredible things from that. but then there are also times when it might be unhealthy to connect, and maybe we do. It more like how Jesus did, where he he offers that forgiveness, and it's something that he releases, <coughs> and but it's not something where we actually have to go to them. I don't know. We can we can discuss that after. But I think that there are times where where even it would be awkward to bring it up. Like it's just something they didn't even know happened. It's totally gone from their memory, and then you could go to them and go, "Hey, that thing you did it really hurt me." And then they're like, "Oh, what what thing? I'm, i I'm so sorry." Or I, Sorry about that. But it's, I think the important part is that we release it ourselves. That it is not something that is continuing to put us in bondage. Mm -hmm. And that we at least are putting that to rest. Mm -hmm. And we are putting, we're giving it to Jesus. We're rolling it off our shoulders. He takes that yoke on himself. And and we can walk unencumbered by that thing. Um, So, I hope that we can we can release the unforgiveness and the holding on to that unforgiveness because I think it's a prison of stress and a prison of chaos that can that can wear at us I think that it's uh, it can it can even cause like loss of hair loss of sleep health health issues at times um to hold on to this stress of, of these things happening and uh and Jesus wants to take away that stress. He wants to take away the stress of holding on to these things. Because that person isn't affected by it as much as, as much as we are. We're the ones in bondage by this thing. And so we're we're entering the, the kingdom of God and becoming more like Christ. And it's not easy. But it is the ultimate de stressor to walk in his presence and to walk in, with Jesus and, and step into the kingdom. So we enter God's order. We enter his perfect kingdom in, in doing so. So I would, I would like to uh, call people to not just linger at the heavenly gates. You've maybe walked through or maybe you still are, are wondering about walking through and you're, and you're trying to uh, figure out your relationship with Jesus. But uh, for, for a lot of people, sometimes we can be just a step through the gate and uh, and I, I want to encourage us to run further into his holiness, into his grace, his, his hope, peace, joy, love, right into his arms and, and really take on the fullness of his kingdom. He has so much for us. His spirit wants to wrap us. And don't just sit around the well of God and study the rocks and maybe take an occasional sip from the well, but instead dive into God's well and take a deep drink of of his water, of what he has for us. Really pull that into yourselves. Work towards and run towards holiness. Um. Yeah. we need to become more and more like Christ that's the the point of it and so my call today is just to to work or to allow Jesus to help you make those steps and and have that forgiveness in our lives to mend those relationships so yeah that's uh that's all I've got so I'll I'll let you uh Take it from there, Dave. Cool. That's yeah. awesome.
1: Bob, why don't you stay with me? Yeah, sure. One of the things that we, um, we love to do is to take um, a couple minutes as we wrap up just to, to, to do a bit of a Q&A so that maybe ask questions of Garrett of what he's been speaking about. Um, maybe a thought, something that jumped out to you as, you, as we're listening that God's kind of deposited this thought or this idea. It um, may be a challenge, and I'll field those on Sunday, So, <laughs> uh, But yeah, you know, as you're listening tonight, was there anything that jumped out as, as Garrett's speaking about forgiveness and this need to, to to accept that grace and then to pass it on as well? Anything jumping up?
2: Uh, one thing that I just really noticed is that <coughs> um, it's really hard to not forgive someone and really walk with God because you hold on to like this and when you hold on to that anger or frustration or pain or sore or whatever happened um, it's really hard to do go in both directions if if per se like it's a stumbling block that you, you yeah. try to start running towards like you're saying oh into through the gates you're trying to run through the gates but the, the whatever you're the hurt that you're feeling the damage that you've that has happened to you um, it trips you up and you just don't seem to make any progress but I found personally, as I was able to forgive um, things that happened in my life, Mm. I found it way easier and and clearer and um, to be able to run towards His Holiness and be able to dive deeper just because there wasn't things that I was struggling with or stumbling on and being able just to give it to the Lord. Um, And it was like a cycle. As I did more, it was easier and it just got easier and easier. So it's more, I just, from what you've said, I just want to encourage the the congregation that forgiveness is such an importance with your walk with God because it's so difficult not to to do both things. Like you it's so difficult to run towards God without forgiving those who have hurt you It's a great picture. Absolutely. <laughs> the
0: animals are back. So um to about this
1: but um ab- about a year ago I had something
3: something happened in my family. Yeah. and um, and forgive them. Like, hug them, forgive them, and yeah. let it be. And I like I have anxiety <coughs> anyway, but I had high anxiety every yeah. year over this one situation. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I woke up that next morning, I was, didn't really have anxiety over doing this. Mm-hmm. And three days later, I did it. And I <coughs> had anxiety over that situation. Yeah. Because <laughs> I do have anxiety, but over that one situation. So mm-hmm. I totally believe like, when, you, when something
0: happens like that, that's like <coughs> it's just it, it is. It's, yeah. You just gotta do it, like yeah. and it releases a lot. Well, God like, is yeah. God is powerful, and and that was one thing too that I saw with my with my parents. Uh, my mom said that when when we were young, she had three three young boys, and and my dad was always out, and he was he was busy with his uh, pharmacy, and he was also actually physically building a church up. Northern Ireland and she said during that time he was always gone. He didn't he didn't he wasn't with the family. She went through depression and she was actually really close to actually leaving my dad for just the way things were going. And she said that she went through a period and she she had one night where she was just breaking down and she asked Jesus to give her a supernatural love for my dad something that just she needed a breakthrough and she said she just got hammered and she just broke down and and she said that she actually did she was she was hit by something that she didn't have there and then all of a sudden there was compassion for my dad there was there was love there was thoughtfulness and it and it came in and I think Jesus can just all of a sudden he can hit us with that with that release of being able to move forward right yeah
1: And I I was going to say to you, just as you were speaking, that was the thing that really stood out to me and just kind of grabbed me was that um, it's not forgiveness that we whip up. It's not us just like, oh, I'm going to forgive, I'm going to forgive, I'm going to forgive. You know, it's that as Christ has forgiven us, we are able to forgive. And there's that depth of like, as you talk about that running into him, that's the picture, right? It's that. The more we are going, God, I need you, and we really understand and grasp and, are under- and, and experience that grace. Out of that comes an ability to to forgive, to love, to yeah. all of those. It's not on our own, not our own strength. So, mm-hmm. Danielle, just really
4: quick,
1: I challenge for your husband is that right? No, <laughs> he's an idiot. There's something I've already discussed with just
4: working idiot. through the message, but um, so God works for <coughs> can be a wake up in the middle of the night and he gives us the answer. And other times it's a process. And mm. for me personally, I had to deal with something from a past relationship and I thought I had forgiven this person and I kind of had mustered up my own version of forgiveness. And I just, I forgive him, I forgive him, it's fine, it's fine. Huh. But a couple years into our marriage and these issues started resurfacing that I had no idea where they were coming from things that I had been harboring in my heart from this past relationship. And it kind of broke my heart that I allowed <coughs> that to seep into my marriage. Mm. Um, so it was a process. And I have to tell people that once you make the decision to forgive, you still have a mountain to climb over sometimes. Mm. If you're not going to just dive into the lake. You have to climb over the mountain to get to the lake. So sometimes it's like just like when you're organizing a closet, it's gonna get go way messier before you even get
0: somewhere. <laughs> yep. I would,
4: I would testify
0: to that. It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> so I just
4: want to encourage people, like it is so hard sometimes to really you need to dig these things up sometimes and maybe work through it with a counselor or a mentor or somebody. Um but it is so worth it. Mm-hmm.
1: So.
0: Thanks, Daniel. thank you, Daniel.
1: Yeah, Braden, last thought.
0: Uh, I just wanted to say, it was really interesting to me how, I mean, you made the story sound funny, the, like, um, the mound and the, you know, the shirt, but it's um, kind of interesting how, you know, you've forgiven them, but there's still that hurt there. Mm. Like, obviously, it still stings. But, uh, I think that's
3: something that a lot of people don't understand when forgiving is that it means canceling the
0: debt that not means like it doesn't necessarily take the sting away. Yeah, sure. And uh, I thought that was really uh, just a uh, good reflection of a gothic character that like it's gonna still hurt. Some hurts, you know. Like will stay with you probably until you die. But he still make that effort to cancel the deck, which you obviously not. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really admirable. Cool. Like yeah. a wound, it'll heal, but there's still it's a scar.
1: scar. Yeah, that's right. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. (laughs) You can wear that
0: shirt anytime. I'm going to come next time with that whatever shirt.